Hey everybody, welcome to the Ask LFC podcast. We have made it all the way to episode 17 today, which is crazy. 17? I know. Uh, This will be one of my time markers when I look back on the the year of the great pandemic and uh, nationwide unrest over issues of race and equality. One of my little markers will be we start a podcast at the big, right at the beginning of the pandemic. That's right. Well, real quick, because I want to get into that for a second, because I don't think we've ever talked about this. But introductions. Um, I'm Harrison Gilming. I am worship arts director here at uh, Lake Forest Church Huntersville. And Mike Moses, lead pastor of Lake Forest Church, the family of churches, but lead and teaching pastor Lake Forest Church Huntersville and Harrison. If I can just I got up this morning, and Angie was up before me, and I came downstairs with my coffee, and she said, she just looked me straight in the eyes, like different than, hey, good morning, honey, and said, how are you doing, Mike? And the words out of my mouth were, "Um, I am worn out by the pandemic and dealing with it personally, and then in my professional ministry life, I am uh, worn out and consternated by... uh, the pace of change and the navigating discussions about race in ways that that uh, can threaten relationships. Um, so I said, that's how I am this morning. <laughs> there have been a, it's been such a weird stretch of time because there have been uh, obviously a couple of major things in our country that kind of hit a, either one of them, uh, the two the two major things being the COVID-19 and then separately our kind of national discussion that's been pushed to the forefront about race, racial mm-hmm. injustice, racial inequity. Either one of those things is, is plenty enough. Either one of them would be written about and discussed, just like today we refer back to, oh yeah, all that in the 60s. Mm-hmm. We're going through two of those level of, of national and global upheaval. And so to the focus of today's episode, Harrison, is actually the title of our new sermon series, God Stories, our series for the summer. And in the midst of all of this, God is continuing to write his story. Mm-hmm. He is continuing to move through his people, primarily when his people are walking in the Holy Spirit informed by God's Word, is when we are actively co-writing His larger story of His kingdom that's about Jesus. And even when we are resistant, He will still use our discordant notes in the great harmonious symphony He is writing, which we will be able to view once we're in the kingdom in full. We'll be able to view it in all of its majesty and understand it. And our sermon series is about God's stories, and so today we're going to Focus on that just a little bit, and mostly just in the midst of all this, Harrison, we see some God stories among our, our church, and so we kind of want to be encouraging today. Sure. Yeah, and that's, even that language, um, it, it's it's neat that that's ended up as the title of this series, because that is that that phrase, God story, is important enough to us as a church that it is literally right in the middle of everything we do as as a statement of our purpose of mm-hmm. our of our mission which is to love people as they discover and live out their role in God's story. I mean that's 
that's at the heart of everything that we try to do. And many of you um, who listen to this podcast are leaders in your own world uh, in varying degrees. And one of the ways that we try to lead ourselves to stay focused on that mission, Harrison, is we seed that language of God's story, and then we change it a little bit, looking for God's stories. And so every staff meeting, we start with, who's got a God story where you've seen God show up, helping somebody discover for the first time their role in God's story, which is becoming a Christian, or live out their role, which is discipleship, growing in discipleship. Who's got a story through the community of Lake Forest? We begin every elder meeting with that question. And Harrison, I'm just realizing it, every Welcome 101 class, which is how you become a ministry partner of Lake Forest, the Welcome 101 class culminates with everyone who's become a ministry partner at Lake Forest and many of you who are inquiring ministry partners. You've told your God story of how you've seen God show up in your life and begin to reveal himself to you and brought you to the point where you trusted that Jesus is your Lord and the Lord of all and your Savior, and you will live on mission for him. God's story is is at the heart of who we are as a church, and and those are some ways that we try to stay on mission as a church uh, because you can have a mission statement, but you've, you've heard the phrase that uh, culture eats written mission for lunch. Mm-hmm. So what's happening in the hallways of a staff, what's happening in new ministry partner classes and the language that we talk about, that's the that's really what we value. And so this that's a little bit of how we try to embed that. And a little a little insider info here. This is a completely true statement. You can ask any member of the Lake Forest Huntersville staff team. Uh, at some point that all of us have been on staff, it comes around probably every year or two. We'll get into one of our staff meetings and and Mike basically goes professor pop quiz mode on our church's mission on <laughs> our like foundational principles and the yeah. things that we believe and he's like our core values hey, you're gonna know this stuff and if you don't i'm gonna make you sweat about it you're gonna sit here and sweat for a second <laughs> so that is that's part of how that's how important it is to us thank so. you for reminding me i think i'm about nine months overdue for the for the most, uh, thank you. The staff are going to thank you. I'll for just, this, I just Harrison. gave you the content for our next yeah. Huntersville staff. It's going to be You're welcome. Let's well, you, see who well, can you, I make uncomfortable. You never, you, which is, which is awesome. One of the things that I've really enjoyed, I've been here, um, at Lake Forest church on staff for, uh, just, just almost about to hit the seven year mark. And one of the things that I've really enjoyed about being a part of this staff team is, um, you guys, get an opportunity to see uh, on stage Mike's enthusiasm for his church, for, for what God is doing, for the Word of God. And uh, Mike, that's just, that's just carries, that's just too, that's, if you don't have, what you are is what you are, which is awesome, <laughs> <laughs> you know, for, for, for all of the, for all of the good and, and all of the, all of the ways that we're all have flaw, like you wear it all, which is awesome. <laughs> and you legitimately care about this stuff this is why you love this church. And you, you have helped to raise it with the help of our elders leadership team to be something that you can feel passionate about and believe in. So it, it made me laugh. Uh, a Facebook memory popped up this winter when one of you guys snapped a picture of me. I was, I was so fired up about <laughs> 
something <laughs> yeah. here in our worship planet, something God did in somebody's life. And I was so fired up about it, I had to stand up on the back of the couch right. to express my excitement <laughs> over what God was doing in one person's life. And y'all put that on Facebook. That's yeah, funny. yeah. Well, you know, that, like, we said, like we said in our staff meeting on Monday, uh, part, of, part of how we love each other on the staff is by not taking ourselves too seriously. Yes. And you lead that well. And I, you could, know. could you get a couch? on the stage for me this Sunday for when I preach so I can stand up on the back of it, one that won't tip over, just to emphasize at some certain point. I'll put Dustin on that, our, okay. uh, our tech guru, because I don't want to be in charge of finding the appropriate couch that can not tip, because that would be Okay, a... we're going to continue our discussion about God stories here <laughs> after we take a break yes. for some insider informo- information about phased-in, in-person limited on-campus worship. That's right. Uh, breaking, Let's do that for just a moment and then come back to we'll God's come stories. Back. Yeah, breaking breaking news if you've missed it so far. Uh, we continue to call it a target because it is it is still a target date for us. But our pl- we're, what we are planning and moving toward is opening our doors in a limited capacity to have uh, some of our folks back in the room worshiping with us. We're, we're not calling it... Uh, reopening or anything because we've been open you guys have been worshiping with us we we church has still been happening um but we are we are going to be able to have some people be in the room with us yeah we recognize that the strong desire for some people to be in person regathered with other believers physically and that's a that's a good and right desire there's nothing wrong about that desire we're conflicted about it because of the pandemic and we all care about other people's health. And yet, as, as we have to, we're, we're normalizing a bit in businesses and business situations. And so we think it's time for us to start to, to normalize to a, to a new normal, a short-term normal. Mm-hmm. And then we'll make decisions about moving forward, every, you know, when it's appropriate. So Harrison, why don't you give them the, just the big idea that July 12th. That's right. July 12th. Is our target date. Should things not drastically change between now and then Mm -hmm. they could. So why don't you give them the big overview? Yep. Here's some, here's some bullet points about how it's going to be a little bit different than normal. Uh, First of all, uh, Kidtropolis is not going to be open right now. We've, we've just straight up been looking at what, uh, wisdom of about every other church that's yeah. doing this and everyone's on the same page right now. So that's, that's one thing. Uh, we've been here in our, in our worship center, um, taking some time this week, looking at how we can space out chairs and space out rows and what's the protocol going to be for, you know, how many seats between people we have rows six feet apart. The room looks a lot different right now. It looks really different mm-hmm. and it continues to have where we've placed some camera stations in the middle of the room toward the stage because we will continue to prior the majority of our folks will continue to worship live online with us and we're going to still really orient to that being the best experience possible so it looks it it looks it when we just walked through there Harrison Mm -hmm. I did a double take yeah yeah and if you haven't been around in the room like Mike and I have over the past However many weeks this has been, yeah, you'll notice there's there's cameras set up in the middle of the room, and there there's mm-hmm. some things that we've done in there that are different. But we uh, we want to make sure that that we are still honoring and serving 
the folks who are, are not, we're not throwing aside all the online folks and say, Hey, either get in the room or yeah. move on with it. So that's important to know. We, we also, um, we, we are a huggy, friendly, happy church, yeah. but our greeters are not going to be, are not going to be hugging you yeah. and, and shaking your hand. Like we just, we just really want to be aware and careful yeah. about social distancing. Doors will be propped open. We'll, be reminding folks as they make their way in to keep six feet uh, as we direct them one way into the worship center and to their spot. There will be three seats in between. There'll be six feet between the rows, mm-hmm. like front to back, and then three seats uh, between one person or one family group. So people can make reservations. As, uh, we're going to be asking. Online reservations will be required. We're still finalizing that. Uh, we're still doing our counting to get the the number that we think is okay and safe in the worship center for our first run at it. Um, But let's say a family of three registers, and then there will be three seats between them and the next unit. Let's call it a unit. Um, And it'll be be a little different, and that's fine. um, So online worship live will still be the primary option. Um, home worship gatherings. I saw some great pictures of ministry partners. I saw a group, I think they're in Skybrook, unless uh, that family has moved and I didn't keep up with it, but I, I know they used to live in Skybrook, and I saw a really fun, it almost looked like they have a picnic shelter in their backyard. It's awesome. And it was a whole bunch of them, people that I know and love, and they they usually sit on the front row to your and my left. Yep. Um, down there a group of families that that just do life together and it was really fun to see them and they have a big old screen i'm not surprised one of them works in media big screen up on the over their outdoor fireplace uh and they were chilling yeah (laughs) and worshiping yeah that's awesome well and and the reason that the reason we're doing this just so you guys hear this from the the heart side of our staff is that we we were even discussing this a couple days ago as a staff you know we've been we've been wrestling with um what what events do we do? What ways do we engage mm-hmm. with people? What ways do we interact with our church? Because there are, uh, I drove through Burkdale last Saturday, and man, there's 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 some people that are still pretty locked down, and there's some people that are kind of acting like life is normal. But the way we feel as a church is that we we love and care about the people who come to our church. I would hope more than a random restaurant or business cares about just a customer. We do life with you guys. We, we are here to, to partner with you guys as you live out your God story. And we, we just really want to be extra precautious because we don't, we don't, we don't want to, we don't want to hurt our people because of decisions that we're making. Yeah. Yeah. For us, it's not about getting up to speed for reasons of profit or generating foot traffic or moving inventory. This is our family. And so in the same way, I've been making careful decisions about how I interact everywhere I go to preserve comfort for me to visit my aging parents so that I can sit with my dad with Alzheimer's. I did this last a weekend before last when I did not preach. Uh, I sat with him for, for three days straight because my mom, it was, that was her first break from being a full-time caregiver during the whole pandemic of three months. And so I was super careful the two weeks before, and I need to be careful around here, and I need for my friends to help me with that because I need to be able to go visit my dad and let my mom have a break once a month. And so 
I'll be relying on you, Lake Forest people, to also help me be safe. Um, I, I've had a few in-person pastoral appointments that I've accepted, but I don't do them in my office. It's too closed of a space. I sit six feet apart in the in the lobby of Define Coffee. Um, any other details about our, our in-person gathering? This Sunday, we're going to announce that we're going to finalize. And at this Sunday's worship service, we're going to announce the times and the numeric capacity of whatever services we decide to have I think starting the, July 12th. Yeah, I think the only other important thing to note um, is we're figuring out how to accomplish this, but we're we're also following the lead of a number of other churches in uh, we're going to operate under a, a system where we can kind of have people reserve a spot just so we know yeah. who's coming, we know how many folks are coming, and we we, we don't want to get into the situation of uh, of having a, a packed house. Um, so we just want to... Or having to turn people away. Or having because to turn we, people away. That's what would happen, and that's just not going to be a good scene or a good vibe or a good feeling yeah. to encounter that. So that's another way we'll love one another is to make online reservations if you're in your conscience and your comfort level you want to be here. Of course, we're encouraging any of our ministry partners who are at risk for any reason to not. You, you, we are so happy, and I'll keep looking you in the eyeballs where you're worshiping at home for a long time. Um, we're, we just affirm that for you. But So we're going to ask to not show up in person if you didn't secure an online reservation, just as a way of loving each other, and not creating any kind of strife or issues on Sunday morning. Yep, and we're not too worried about it. You guys are pretty cool. Like, no, Forest. I'm not worried <laughs> about that at all. You guys are, it's, we'll figure it out. It's no. not a, it's not going to be a scary, intimidating thing. So let me, okay, let me set up part two of this discussion this way, Mike. Um, we are here at Huntersville. We're a, we're a, especially in terms of churches, we're a, we're a large church. There's a lot of people mm-hmm. who walk through these doors, um, one of the reasons that we tell God stories as our staff is that there there is no single person, even on our staff team, whose whose job a lot of us our full time job is to just do this. Even even those of us who are as into it as we can could not possibly know a a, a tenth of the store of the God stories that happen around here. So we tell each other because it's encouraging. We want to know. So what we want to do today over this last 10 or 15 minutes that we're going to hang here is just give you guys a couple snippets of what we get to hear all the time because it's, it's just it's just encouraging stuff. Yeah, I, I remember when I was a, when I, back when I was a young whippersnapper startup church pastor at a leadership conference, I heard a older, wiser pastor say, every three or four months, everyone in your church is asking the question, is God still at work here? In, in the way that I experienced God being at work when I joined. You know, that's why somebody joins as a church. And I thought that was, that has stuck with me for lo these many years mm-hmm. of we're responsible to answer that question for our people. Um, you should know if God, in what ways God is still at work. So, so again, this sermon series is going to be God stories, mostly Old Testament figures, uh, and how did God work in their life? And how might that connect with how I'm asking God to work in my life right now? So that's the sermon series. But let's just tell a few snippets, not super long God stories. But Harrison, um, you, I'll let you start off. You said that when I when I introduced this subject for our, our podcast this morning, you immediately thought of someone on your ministry team, the worship arts team, yep. that you've seen on an incredible, a, a, a remarkable 
discipleship journey. Sure, yeah, and and one of the things that I love about our church is that we really give people an opportunity to to come in at any point in the chain, really. So mm-hmm. so this was a guy who was interested in being a part of the band. Um, really, really ha- had only been to or part of the church a couple times on Sundays, but he was just as a musician really dialed in on, on what was happening on the stage. So, uh, started having some discussions with this guy. We started meeting together and started getting to know him. Some and he, things that happened in his life that created spiritual hunger yeah, he's, that he had not expressed in he was in a, a pla- long yeah. years, years, maybe ever. I'm not yeah, sure. He was in a, he was in a place where he would, he would raise his hand and say, I, I, I was far away from God and mm-hmm. knowing him and knowing what he's doing. Um, became a part of our band team and almost immediately um, within the first couple months was was reaching out to me and as we met and would talk would just say, man, I cannot explain how much with the way that I've felt welcomed by this team, by the people I'm serving with, by this church, by the way that I feel when I'm here, I just feel home. I have never felt that at a church before. And over the past year or so with uh with this guy who's become a great friend of mine um we've had at least a dozen conversations where he'll reach out to me and say hey man what should i read next in god's word what should i read in the bible and i'll be like hey you know try try this out i I love this this part and he's just been just even in a time where a lot's been changing in his life it's not been all rainbows and sunshine he's been going through some stuff right but he just wants to grow and it's just been awesome to see that. And that, that just, that really began by something that was a talent that God gave him. He looked and realized there was a, a a way that the, the way he was wired, he could fit. And with that fit became part of a community of people that cared about him. And that opened the doors for him to start to figure out who God was more. So spiritual growth does not just fall on us from out of the sky it generally happens when someone like him or you or I, Harrison, we enter a new period of a new level of teachability, humility that I have room to grow, and then teachability from God's Word primarily, but then that usually comes through, mediated through others, through authors, through uh, a group, you know, community mm-hmm. group or a ministry team. That's super cool. Okay, here's a fun God What story. you got? In staff meeting, Jeff Cook told this God story uh, just this week. He said, guys, this is a trip. He, that's my word, not his. <laughs> I don't know what word he said. Um, but he said, there is a, a new ministry partner who has joined our church recently who has never worshipped on this campus, only online since the pandemic. And God has knit their heart into our body of Christ, and they have started growing spiritually he wasn't specific about that so i don't know their story i don't know who they are but they've and they are evidencing growth in their faith through their god story that they told at the end of welcome 101 and how cool is that that's a great example that you're right if i could stand up on the couch back the couch now moment um that is a person who continued responding to God in the midst of the pandemic. They did not shut down their spirit. They opened up their spirit to God's spirit, and they asked God for more. And then they followed through. They did not let the noise, 
the anxiety that we're all feeling, the low-grade depression, frankly, that, that many, if not most of us, I was expressing that this morning, and they, they actually heard God's word that I need to meet together. I need to not give up meeting with other Christians. I need to start meeting with other Christians, and God is meeting them in that. I was super encouraged, and, and, and Harrison, thanks for how you're, you leveled up fast. You're like now a world expert on how to lead worship online. Do you know that? <laughs> it was weird at first. <laughs> and and cl- clearly it's effective. So I, yeah. that just that story makes me happy. That's all. And they went through welcome our online Welcome 101 to do that process. Only right? online Welcome 101. Yeah. We just <laughs> finished crazy. another class. Yes. That's awesome. Um, here's another one. Uh, a few months ago, I'll tell a couple on this because yeah. uh, we didn't come back to it as much as we promised to, I think, here on the podcast. That's just other things happened. Um, well, frankly, uh, the killing of George Floyd on that video happened. Yep. Um, but, but I connected a fruit of the Holy Spirit to mental health issues uh, and opened that up in a sermon. And it opened up a lot of things for a lot of people. And I've had a lot of interaction with folks about it in the aftermath. And, and so one person that asked to meet with me, it, it was a Zoom pastoral session about the level th- they— are a person who struggled with anxiety and depression for much of their adult life. And that has all been triggered to a higher level hmm. during this time, which I very much affirmed in them. That's normal. It's a rational response to what's going on and the uncertainty. And it's so important that you, you believe God's word, that wisdom is found in a multitude of counselors. You're reaching out to me here. Um, let's just talk it over in God's word. Anyway, long story short, we had a great conversation. They're seeking healing. They're doing well. But, but m- what I pointed them to, because Harrison, in every meeting that I have with somebody, I ask the Holy Spirit to give me at least one scripture to anchor our conversation uh, at the beginning, middle, or end, because that's the hope I have to offer, not for me yeah. or my wisdom. And so with this person, I, I just said, people for thousands, the Hebrews for couple thousand years before us and Christians for 2,000 years have found emotional healing by learning how to pray the Psalms. The Psalms model for us how to be fully human before in relationship with God. And so when, and most of the psalmists are praying through a very intense emotion. Many of them, depression, anxiousness, uncertainty of the future. And and so I, I coached this Dear person at Lake Forest, just pick a psalm a day, read it, and then find the emotional heart of it, and then pray those words as though they're your own, that emotion, and then turn it into your own words of talking to the Lord. And that person has been doing that faithfully Hmm. and reached out to me recently and said, God's been meeting me in my anxiety, in my depression, in very fresh ways, and I'm grateful for how his spirit's been working in the word. Hmm. That, that was so encouraging to me. Um, th- at the teachability and, and, the, and the hunger for God's word in this person um, in their situation. Just a second instance, um, met with a dear, dear person in our church whose uh, anxiety was provoked to the level during this pandemic before the, the second crisis we're going through provoked to the level of thoughts of self-harm. And once again, the God story is the person knows they're part of a church family and did not just suffer that privately. Hmm. 
leaned into the body of Christ through one other person and through me. And then was able, friends, when you struggle with, when depression or anxiety becomes um, debilitating, that's the point at which really the, about the only thing you need to hear from God's word is what I just quoted earlier, Proverbs. Wisdom is found in a multitude of counselors. We can't heal ourselves. We cannot uh, counsel ourselves. We cannot teach ourselves God's word. Of course, there are small ways in which we do that. But the main ways God mediates his word and his presence to us is through his people, particularly those who are skilled in certain areas. And so I was just so proud of this Lake Forest person who followed through with a Christian counselor, uh, with a physician, with a mentor of their gender, uh, and they're doing great. It's awesome. Harrison, they're doing great. Yeah. And it's just... It's such an example of Jesus says, ask, seek, knock, and it'll be open to you. And we want to knock once and be like, well, the door didn't open, so I guess I'm absolved of responsibility of, of attempting um, to grow through whatever challenge I'm in. And, and we don't like it, but Jesus says you got to keep asking, seeking, knocking, and the door might be open to you. Will. Will be open to you. That's right. Yeah. You survived that pop quiz. <laughs> um, I, I was just making sure you wanted me to talk. Uh, <laughs> I, I think another really neat, <coughs> a really neat God story that we've seen unfolding, Mike, that we um, we have been hearing cool stories from, and just the fact that it, of its existence, uh, Pastor Jeff has been leading a conversation with some folks talking mm-hmm. about, particularly to white Christians, what is... Um, some conversations on race. What what does racism in America look like, and how do we respond to it as Christians? How do we how do we work on that in ourselves? Um, I, I can't think of a I can't think of a thing that we've hosted other than a Sunday morning worship service that we've had more people in attendance at one thing mm-hmm. than people. It's like 160 folks have taken yeah. Jeff up on. This conversation once in a while, a one-time parenting seminar, that's right. or something there's, like that. But, there's been a handful, but, but this has been every week in June. It's a really, it's a really neat sign mm-hmm. um, of growth, and I think a cool God story in our people of 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 the the process of the fancy word for it is sanctification, but it's mm-hmm. the process that we look at our own heart and what's happening in us, and we. We ask the Spirit to to work in us. We ask Him to show us show mm-hmm. us the parts in ourselves that are not quite in line with who you are yet. Mm-hmm. And we've had a, a a ton of people that are just going like, I, I probably need to just we got I need to look at this more. Yeah, like I need to I need to take a a peek at what's happening. I need to know more. I need to learn more. I need to grow more. I need yeah. to I need to see where I am on this. Not only that, where I can where I can like positively contribute in a way that's beyond my little zone of, of me. And mm-hmm. it's just, that's so cool. And, and the process of sanctification is always uh, fraught with some pain. Uh, it's never super clear until you look back. And so I've been in dialogue with a few ministry partners who the, those evening discussions on Thursday evenings um, – have caused them some consternation legitimately. Like, I, I'm I'm wanting to do what black Christians are asking, 
And I've relayed their request very vocally as pastor to our the white Christians in our congregation. They're asking us to listen and learn about the African-American experience in America historically and today and, and learn about the effects of racism that are not just in the past, but they're telling us are in their present. And will we do what Jesus says, love our neighbor as ourself and go that extra mile? And, and that's been challenging because it's, it's in dealing with words that we have, a lot of us, myself included, as white Christians, haven't necessarily owned fully or understood fully. I'm learning. So one God story. An older couple, and I just say older than our average ministry partners here. We're a yep. super young church. But one of our seasoned saints, retired couple, emailed me and said, we've enjoyed those discussions. And Mike, thanks for the book recommendation at the end of one of your sermons. The uh, book by John Perkins, Let Justice Roll Down. So we read it as a couple. This is a couple in their late 60s. We were appalled and our eyes were opened about this man's experience as a black Christian in Mississippi and, and how it relates to today. And here are two things that we're doing to try to put into action new perspectives we're gaining as Christians. Um, one of them, this was super cool, they said, we've, we have been in, you know, we've accepted Lake Forest leadership to be in partnership with Liberation Church. And because of we have some expertise in some area and we know some things about how government works, we're actually uh, using our skills to assist Liberation Church in a, uh, a voter registration drive in their community. How granular is that uh, of this couple? And, and again, they're, they're in, they say, oh, it's just a small thing. And we're just trying to be humble and learn. And, and they're doing it by engaging um, relationally in what is a priority of that church. This couple didn't say, hey, we got some stuff we're going to do. Yeah. Said, what are you working yeah. on? How mm-hmm. can we help? And they were like, oh, we know how to do that. That's beautiful, beautiful. Bob, Bob Goff, an author, said it really well in a series that we borrowed the name from. He said, love does. Mm. It, 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 it doesn't just take in the information and say, wow, that's hard. <laughs> like, uh, that's what's so encouraging to me um, in, in some of these God stories that we've seen. And uh, another ministry partner who we're hopefully going to hear from over the next couple weeks on a Sunday morning is just when 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 God's spirit gets a hold of us and, and gets moving, um, it just results in stuff in action. And it I, does. And I, I, I pray um, and I'm hopeful seeing where our church is, even in the middle of this stuff. Mm-hmm. It, God is just working in ways that 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 are seem undeniable and people are doing stuff from it. It's just so cool to see. It really is neat to see, Harrison. Uh, we are committed to telling a, a God story from out of the congregation, someone telling in their own words their God story pretty much weekly in this series. I think there's one week we have so much other stuff going on that we won't. But um, uh, So I'm looking forward to that. I could sit here and tell God stories about how beautiful the Bride of Christ is at Lake Forest Church Huntersville all day long, but that might be enough for today. I think that'll work. I... I, I would say also, you know, we, <clears throat> we, excuse me, 
turned into my 15 year old there for a second. We think <laughs> <laughs> that, uh, if you're listening to this and there's something that's been going on that you'd like to share, like we just love hearing God's story. So yes. if there's anything going on, like reach out to, to myself or Mike or Jeff or Cammy, or if, if you're a part of Lake Forest, whoever is, uh, whoever is, uh, a, a staff member of ours that you have served with or have gotten or to elder, know or an elder in our church, yeah. just please, please let us know because yeah. it, it only, it only is encouraging to, um, our staff, our elders, our church. When we shared those on Sunday mornings, it's like the, the God stories are, are really the, the evidence, the tangible evidence of what God's spirit is doing mm-hmm. in our church. So please like mm-hmm. always share those with us as we'll continue yeah, Mike and I and those of us on the staff side are will will always um, sit down with someone and let you know what's what God's doing in our lives as well. So, and one last note, Harrison. Uh, by temperament, God made me a, a fairly positive, happy person. That's not virtue; it's just what He gave me. And yet, you heard how I woke up this morning. And so, friends, um, I also want to reemphasize something I, I was careful to say early in the pandemic. If current circumstances of your life, what's going on in our society, what's going on in your finances are challenging to you, if you are suffering, and you're, please don't suffer by yourself, you can reach out to me. My email is found on the website, Pastor Jeff. Cammy, mm-hmm. one of our ministers, loves to meet with people, um, all of us. But me personally, I am available for a phone or a Zoom chat. Do, please don't suffer alone. Um, I don't have a solution for you, but I can start. I can join you in asking, seeking, and knocking for Jesus to meet you and open a door that needs to be opened in your life. So please don't suffer alone. All right. Um, I think that is all we got for you guys today in episode 17 of our podcast. We will be back and uh, we'll be back and rolling, I'm sure, next week as we're next week getting headed into Fourth of July weekend and mm-hmm. the the summer and life continues to roll on. We're looking forward to getting back with you guys, uh, those yeah. of you who feel comfortable and can, can get here to come hang out with us on July 12th. Yes, and... Uh, I am tripping out on the scripture that I'm preaching on this com- this Sunday. I'm digging into it. I- I'm loving it. I'm, uh, I'd love to do nothing else the whole rest of the week than really soak in this scripture. But uh, I would love your questions. If you have historical, archaeological time, I'm geeking out on that regarding what I'm going to, the person, the God story we'll be looking at in God's Word this Sunday. And so if you have questions, I would enjoy that for next week's podcast. Um, out of this week's message. Okay. Let's get geeky. Okay. (laughs) I'll see you guys next time. Bye.